remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Midsummer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nanzetta. I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, Justin Wendell. Justin, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. It's been a, it's been a while since. Oh, it's, we just did it. How's your uh, How's your midsummer going? How's my How's my midsummer looking? So uh, this is the movie microscope, and if you're not aware of what the show does, is we like to zoom in. We'll take a film and we will we will commit patricide. And we will experience little pieces of it. So, for example, if we were watching or talking about Jeff who lives at home, we wouldn't talk about the scene where he teaches a mud skipper about the finer art of making love. We would talk about the smaller moments. Let's try to remember who's in that movie. Can you? Ed Helms is in that movie. It's either... It's either Donald Logue or uh, no, it's not Donald or, Logue. or Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. It is. Yep. And then the mom. Is it Susan Sarandon? Maybe. I think I'm nailing it. Okay. There's a movie that a lot of people went to see. <laughs> Jeff lives at home. Um, so today we're doing Ari Aster's, I believe, his second major film. His second film for sure. Uh, Midsummer, mm-hmm. which is a charming story. <laughs> A, uh, just a barrel of laughs. Actually, I laughed more than I thought I would. This is a uh, movie that um, uh, highly anticipated summer blockbuster. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I think we both enjoyed Hereditary. Brown wall. Brown wall. There's gonna be yeah. There's gonna be sounds of plenty. Justin sipping coffee, me sucking the hookah. Us and agitated. Brown, and brown wall. We never really talk about what brown wall is. We maybe the first episode. Brownwall, uh, well, this is what I call my recording space. Right. Brownwall Studios. Brownwall Studios because, first of all, this is where um, it's in the basement. a wide variety of music is recorded, including our newest thing called Brownwall. Oh, okay. That's the band? Yeah. It's a rotating door of people. Uh-huh. And the reason it's called Brownwall is because there are pipes that come through the room that occasionally will send turds through the walls. And? Water. And pee. Sometimes pee pee. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, a goldfish pet. Oh no, not not often. R.I.P. <laughs> um, so we both enjoyed Hereditary. I think Hereditary is to me. I think it's a. It's going to be a classic if it's. I think it's so good. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's and it's a hard movie to watch. It's really disturbing. Um, how hard is it compared to this? I think this is harder. You think so? I think so. I don't agree. I think this is more traditional than Hereditary I think is. Hereditary is more traditional. All right. We'll have that argument on the movie Microscope. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this young man that directed this film, Ari Aster. Okay. 
I just know that he's young. That's okay. all I know about him. Yeah. Do you know where he's from? Is he American? I believe so. We should zoom in. Okay. He's from... He doesn't come off as an American. Let's say that he's from Austin, Texas. <laughs> I don't know. There's a detachment that is not as present in American. I think he is. I think he's probably a New Yorker. I'm going to say he's from Switzerland or some shit. No. I think he's probably New Yorker. I don't know why we're looking it up. Oh, he yes, did. he is. He is. Yes. Born in New York. His first film. Can you believe this shit? Mm-hmm. Jeff who lives at home. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those. I guess uh, he's. I would say he is the of the new face of horror people. Mm-hmm. He's the shiningest. You like it? You like him the most? Who else is on? Who's on that list? Um, John Carpenter. <laughs> you know who's gonna get this movie's gonna get compared to a little bit as the Kill List. What do you think of him? No, I won't. I don't think it will. Well, Not who, enough people saw Kill List. They should. That's it's gonna another. get Wicker Man, obviously. I know, but that Kill List is good. So we get Wicker Man, and it's gonna get Outland. Who's the Who's the Kill List guy? Oh God, Ben Wheatley. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he stumbles around in other genres. This guy, yeah, this guy's sticking to horror. Yeah, and actually, I think he might be one of those guys that actually stays in horror. You think so? No, no house with a clock in its walls for this guy. He said. He said though, he considers this. It was to be his first horror film because Hereditary was just supposed to be a family drama, he said. How did it work well, out? he is cagey like that because he yeah. calls this a breakup movie. Yeah, this is his breakup. But movie. I will say this. I tend to not love um, a lot of these filmmakers that are vomited onto us because they have usually, typically, there's one or two really good ideas visually or story-wise that really sing and then it's not mm-hmm. surrounded by enough meat. This guy, while there's a lot of his stuff that I, I find very precious and, you know, a little bit trying too hard, he grounds it with such amazing filmmaking, mm-hmm. great little bits of humor, right? and he doesn't pull back. Like, he, the, the, he he's not subtle, and I think there's an element of actually getting what you want out of it. The opposite of like what a Blair Witch would do where you feel wanting at the as you leave the theater. He may like at the end of Hereditary, he probably doubled down a little bit too much on the the end. But I'd rather you do too much than not enough. And I, I think he's good at that. My main criticism of both of these films is that I think he can't he doesn't end the movies well. I think on, on either and and I think in both of them there's interesting things happening at the end. This goes on too long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but he loves his own shit. I don't. I can agree. I love the podcast. Yep. Yeah. We, we, you comment on it from time to time. Yeah. Good for you. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's let's talk a little bit about the premise of this feature. Let's do that. Okay. There's these young people. Yeah, see that, and right there, I think that's what's kind of this. That's this, a, that's a record, by the way. But I for interruptions, <laughs> I cut you off. I think that this has a traditional horror setup. It just like a lot of movies. I think it has a lot of traditional horror things going on in it. Um, I think that's what kind of make puts it under Hereditary for me. But I still liked it. You zoomed in wrong. I zoomed in. Go ahead. You could you could talk now. There's young people. Anyway, so <laughs> that's funny, right? Young fellows and women, girl, women. Um, so what happens is this girl's family has an an, uh, an eventful evening. 
Yeah. She's grieving. Right. Uh, so she joins a group of people on a little trip overseas. Yeah, they're, they're graduate students, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little trip overseas mm-hmm. to experience a commune of sorts. Right. And everything goes to plan. So the main character accompanies her boyfriend and his friends to a nice little Swedish, I guess, adventure. A Swedish, Swedish vacation. Yeah. How's uh, it go? Goes well for the Swedish people, some <laughs> of them. Um, this movie, he may say it's a breakup film. Mm-hmm. It, it also seems uh, like a, an analogy to Americans not doing any research <laughs> and stumbling into shit. Yeah, without, that could be it. I mean, I think he's right. I think it is a breakup film, like for faces. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is a spoiler podcast. The movie's brand new. A lot of you listen. Well, well, I mean, let's say a lot of you. You, some of you listeners, mm-hmm. probably won't have a chance to see this right away. Um, but just be prepared that we're not going to tread lightly on certain elements about the friendly aspects. I certainly didn't tread lightly on those faces. Jesus, um, do you think this movie has? Uh, where would you put it in the pantheon of facial damage in movies? Um, just give me a just give me okay a let's part. talk about let's let's qualify this let's say poltergeist being on the low end of the spectrum because he rips his face up but it, yeah okay irreversible being a, a nice nine mm-hmm. oh you know you can drive being a nice eight and a half but then you can put in um your movie that you like a lot too with uh, Vince Vaughn it's oh well, yeah yeah brawl and subblock 99 mm-hmm. that's a like a heavy six and a half I'd say yeah um uh, what about uh, the stuff? Yeah, three. So, okay, so where would you put this one? Doubles down. Yeah, <laughs> it triples down on the face, and then it says, "Remember this?" Yeah, yeah. There's quite a. There's some pretty majestic face damage, and uh, yeah, I mean, but it's not <laughs> biased against other parts of the body as well. Legs are treated well. Mm. Um. This is a, I giggled a lot towards the end of this film because uh, just the sheer amount of of fucked up puppetry and weird uh, usage of human bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he obviously uh, had fun. You know, the, it's it's a torment new, of humans. It's a new entry in broad daylight horror. Do you know that? That's a new thing that they're doing. Is they're like they get uh, they get praised people you know, horror movies get praised now because they they take place in light right you know they're like hey they're doing it different and this movie's definitely in that that's funny that you'd mention that because that remake that's coming out with Diane Lane a, as Kate Latora <laughs> can't believe it <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah there, there is no there's very little night shit in this movie if yeah not once they get over to uh, Sweden there's no night well there's there's Bedtime scenes. That there is the- actually night, right? They there is although when he wakes up from his little nap, it's not that it's still co- still yeah. kind of light out. Yeah, yeah. There does there does a few hours a night, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. The the thing about the movie is there is, you have to sit through some fucking annoying stuff in this movie. You have to sit through very weird behavior of this of this cult commune group of people. A little mini brown wall. You have to sit through the worst chanting and singing and music. And there's a lot of stuff that he... I know it's intentional to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
some very bad jarring sounds and music and some very some scenes that run way too long right so the i think he so at the beginning of the movie uh the main character played by florence Pugh, who is a good actress um she loses her family and she um we're not sure she does we're not sure they they didn't survive uh and she has a a full-on grief meltdown where she is screaming and um a lot, which of, I, a lot of that shit in this movie, which I think is I I think is pretty effective. I it, it's jarring, but um, that's a big part of this movie. It's about grief, I think. So I don't know why she'd be grieving a family that died of natural causes. <laughs> but um, oh, by the way, can I zoom in? Yeah. Uh, do you know how? Um, you know how she, you know how she got into this movie? How, how she how they got her for this? No, Ari Aster. Oh really? Mm-hmm. She said That's yes. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty she said good. yes. Yeah. Um, how do you what do you think of her performance? I think she's I think she's good in this. Okay. What do you think? Do you think it's a little? I could I could tell people. I think people are going to be, um, on the fence. I think some people are not going to like it. Some people are going to love it. But because it's a it's a very emotional performance, so. I liked it a lot. There's also it's it's sort of thankless at times because she's meant to just look off into the middle distance, doing nothing. But well, she's and she's just she, mentally. She I is. feel bad for her character, but I don't totally feel bad for her character. Well, yeah. But her character is by far the only one, even remotely, who doesn't deserve everything they get coming to them. To me, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, maybe the British couple too. <laughs> they were smart. The British couple was like, "How'd they do?" <laughs> so anyway, so the plot we didn't really talk about the plot, so we glossed over it. But but you know they they rip it up, dog. They they arrive to this commune, um, and with their friend who is a Swedish Swedish guy that they're friends with in college. He's in on it. <laughs> and then his brother's there who is his brother has brought some um british friends that he had met that he worked on a farm with and they're all there to like you do vacation at a commune in sweden yeah yeah why not but the what the the reason that they give you that the that they're going to do this um is uh, you know they're graduate students and one of the one of the students played by uh, i think his name's like jackson harper um, he's the three names. Though, he's a black gentleman. Yes, he's on. He's on a good place. He's on a comedy. He's, he's actually really good. You know what else about him? Huh. He's got a tough look about him. He's got some harsh features. He does, but he's he's like he he's, looks he's, like he has dwarfism, but he doesn't. Yeah, and he also is super old, but isn't. No, but he's, he's almost attractive. He's. I think a lot of people find him attractive. He's so, very. He's very buff. So he's like an old midget dwarf, attractive. He's a very like he plays like a very in, always plays very intelligent. I've never seen him in anything else but the Good Place. But in the Good Place, he plays a very intelligent character. This he plays a very intelligent character, sort of. Um, and uh, he's very uh, enamored with other cultures, and he wants to go to this place because he thinks he can um, uh, write his dissertation on it, right? And so. That's the drive. Is that they're going to do? He's going to do research. His friends are coming along. Uh, Will Poulter's character is coming along to get laid. He thinks there's some babes in Sweden. 
Um, it's a typical. We've like, talked before about groups that don't feel like they actually fit together. <laughs> this is high up there. I think so. <laughs> Will Poulter doesn't come off as a guy who could graduate high school in this movie, <laughs> let doesn't. alone he graduate student. He doesn't come off as a as. A, and thank, but thankfully, he's there to kind of keep things fun from time to time. And Jack Rayner does not come off as Jack Rayner. No, he doesn't come off as a. a a person that would be doing their dissertation on other cultures either. Well, um, but maybe that's part of the joke. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, but Will Poulter is a highlight in this. He he is a person that um, uh, was I think up for Pennywise. Yes, he very much like, was. He almost was Pennywise, and uh, he's always in kind of comedic roles. Um, I think for the most part, he's very good in this. He's very funny. Um, uh, does not appear in the full film. <laughs> most people don't. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's, he's missing towards the. I think that the, I don't think I'm sure it's part of the intent. I mean, in in horror films, so often you want disposable people. They don't. This this isn't a normal horror film and how they're dispatched and how they're they just kill them one by one and all mm-hmm. that. But they are not likable and they are dumb. They are dumb to just go along. Everybody yeah. has a moment, sort of, where they lose their right to survive. Yeah, but this—that's what this feels very familiar to other films like this. And there's actually a film that they remade. I have to think. I have to look it up. It's like it's got a bunch of horror icons in it. Zoom in, Wickerman. No, but it's like this. It's like a really. It's a bad film. They. It's like a. It's either a sequel or they remade it, where it's like this, where it's like Z grade uh, effects, like Robert Englund's in it. It's like you know, like one of those movies that the, the, okay. the people in the town are. Um, it's like it's almost exactly like this. Okay. I, I just this popped in my mind. I'll look it up. But um, you know, it's you're right. It's just this is basically they go somewhere that there's bad intentions toward them. They don't realize it, and then they all start paying the price. I mean, that's just it's but, typical. but I don't think it's traditional in a lot of other ways. It's not filmmaking it's not, wise. Yeah, it's the story is a, cli- a horror cliche, but the way he crafts it is not. Yeah, he's a, he's a really gifted visual storyteller. I agree. Some very nice segue shots, some transitions. He does a little Brian De Palma shit here and there. Use of sound is, even though it's a crutch at times, mm-hmm. it, it's it's effective sometimes. To me, it's like if you were to take a lot of these guys, like a Eli Roth or M. Night or some of these other people, and just give them something else to where it makes it at least interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a guy who I would see anything he does with the caveat knowing that he's going to piss me off sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he swings for the fences a lot. Like, it seems like he really does, like, try to... The whole movie is him trying to show off, but then it works. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. I think communes are sort of dumb. Zoom in. I did. I did. <laughs> did you zoom? Um, you just zoomed. Hold on. I'm looking up Robert England's like film career. I'm trying to find that movie. It is hard. <laughs> There's a lot to, to sift through. Um, I don't think... Uh, buy me some time. I don't think our leading actress knows what email is. She keeps calling it emails, but those are private messages. Does she? I don't... I don't oh, you, you took some notes. Yeah, you were taking notes. I, I like this. Here, Okay, here's the movie. Let's see if this rings any about... 2001 Maniacs? Maniacs. Yeah, it's dog shit. It's dog shit, but listen to this. Eight college students traveling to Florida for spring break stumble into a remote town in Georgia where they set are set upon by resident, the residents. And it's like an old-timey small town. It's, it's, it's very much like this. It's also like the, it's like the end of Southern Comfort. Zoom in. 
go into a fucked up town. They do weird shit to shit rituals. Yeah, Billy. Sure. Um, okay, there is something I hate in this movie, and I hate it in the real world too. Okay, what is this? What is this deal now where people talk into their speakerphone? Like they hold their phone out in front of them with it on speakerphone talking. Uh, yeah, that is the rudest shit. I see it all the time. Who's doing that in this movie? A character. <laughs> Are they doing it like this? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, good visual. I'm, but they doing it like this? Yeah, listeners, look at that. Like this? Yeah. Like this? <laughs> Call back. Um, like this. That, guys, don't do that. Don't 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 inflict your bullshit on the rest of the world like that. <laughs> Don't, just don't talk into a speakerphone. Well, don't hold it. Up. The people walking around like with their phone out in front of them talking, it's selfish, and it's rude, mm-hmm. and it's it's not good sonically. And you can't remember who did it in the movie. It, I just wrote talking into speakerphone. <laughs> Could you <laughs> give me some context? It was pitch we, black. We just saw this movie two two, two hours ago. It was uh, one of the lead characters. It, the, it has to. It's got to be the, one of the first things that happens because <laughs> I wrote dumb fucking song, then I wrote talking to speakerphone, then I wrote email, more like PM. Oh, so it must have been Florence or Florence uh, Pugh talking, mu- talk, calling her sisters. Yeah, it must have been, but she was panicked. You can give her a little bit of but, leeway, but I she was also she was also in her apartment. Was she, her panic well grounded? Yeah, her sister. She, her sister has a history of bipolar disorder. She thought her sister was going to kill herself. Uh, Mission zoom, accomplished. Zoom in. <laughs> she, she, that was a pretty elaborate. See, I thought that there was going to be something tying their deaths to the commune. She killed herself and then rounded up. Yeah, yeah. and she elaborate killed herself. Mm-hmm. And her, she put some. Uh, what, I don't know what, how you say it. The weed killer around the base of the family tree. Is that? That's, I mean... Sort of? Yeah, sort of. Does weed killer kill trees? It doesn't. It kills weeds. You mind if I zoom in? Ask Mary Louise Parker. Mind if I zoom in? Yeah. George Washington. Can I tell a lie? Chop that cherry tree. Uh Uh-huh. Zoom out. All right. (laughs) I got nothing. Little history. Um... Jarring noises are a goddamn shortcut. I wrote that as well. Because early on in the film, even though there are some nice visual cues where he's like zooming into windows, zooming out, zooming into <laughs> shit, there are some, it's just, it's too much. What are the jarring sounds? like? Uh, just like atonal strings and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just dumb. He, he, he creates a, he tries to create like a very, uh, like a sense of unease in his films, just like, Hereditary was very good at that. Um, uh, you know, David Lynch obviously very good at that. I bet he likes David Lynch, Ari Aster. Um, I, I I believe he likes a lot of people. But if you were to, here's what I can guarantee you: mm-hmm. if we were, let's say, we were sitting in a press junket mm-hmm. and we're sitting across from Ari Aster, and you said, "Do you like David Lynch?" He's going to say, I mean, he's all right. But then he'll rattle off like 16 foreign filmmakers we've never heard of. No, what he'll do is he'll, I guarantee his his interviews will be like, uh, um, you know, I really, you know, I was, my inspirations were you know, some 1920s, like, you know, vampire, black, some silent film. F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu or, or something like that. And then he'll, then he'll say, then, uh, you know, also like uh, Men at Work with the Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Like he'll, he'll, he'll mix it up where yeah. his. Because he doesn't want to come off as too pretentious, so he'll cut it with a little. Yeah, 
It's yeah. like, yeah, I got the relationship. It's a, it's about a breakup, you know, just like the Aniston, Vince Vaughn flick. <laughs> but then again, I, like it's about the dissolution of the of the American family. So I mean, I kind of, you know, I went more towards, you know, <laughs> colors of six. There's no way he doesn't do that in interviews. If I, I get, I bet what we should do is re, when we. Because we didn't, we just watched it. We weren't able to do our full zoom ins. Yeah. Um, I bet if we watch like an interview with him, I bet he does that. I bet he'll cut it with like he'll he cuts his pretension. Oh yeah, that's what I feel like the films do a little bit. Like I feel like that's his, why they're access- a little bit accessible, accessible enough for a wider release. Right. This is a weird. This I, I think was Hereditary a hit. It was kind of a hit. Yeah, kind of a hit. I can't imagine this is going to be that much of a hit. It's too. No. It's too. Um, it's a hard sell. I've already. I mean, the the one thing I will say is there have already been two pub restaurants that have opened up <laughs> since. So that's kind of good. It's a hard sell. Um, it's not a. It's funny. It's not a fun movie to watch. Did you like the paintings in in her house? Of course. Whose house? In the girl. Like the at the beginning or yeah. later? In, in her in her in her college apartment, yeah. whatever. She had like a, a bear and a little girl painting. I saw that. She had like and she had a, like a mosasaurus with bunches of bodies, people's bodies all over the place. No, really rudimentary paintings of mass carnage. Okay, and um, this is this is her. Yeah. Hmm. Ari Aster probably painted those himself. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that or he took them from the what do you think? Estate so we- sale of the we did the bear in this movie, or the um, it's called what is it called? The Edge, and then you did Grizzly Park produced. What do you think of the bear in this? Um, a good moment of humor, mm-hmm. and then a better moment of humor. <laughs> they did it did feature. Uh, there's some cute animal uh, action in this. There's some little cute, uh, big old cows stumbling around in the background. Some goats. Um, some cute goats. I didn't see any dogs. Did you? Does, yeah, this is the dog Kaiser from uh, Fear. Isn't oh, this? there was a dog. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The son of Kaiser. Okay, yeah. And then um, no cats. Any cats? I didn't see any cats, but you do see some pussy. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yes, you do. Zoom in. Um, yeah, there's a. There's a. It's gonna be hard to masturbate to this film, people. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. <laughs> I, I think. Some people won't find it that tough. I think. I think some people this will be just just their number. Okay. If your number is eighty one. Well, do they have a sleep number? Like you know how the sleep numbers like you can the, the beds. But I wonder if they have a masturbation number. Yeah. Where it's like, I think this would be someone's masturbation number yeah. for sure. Especially yeah. the the scene involving um uh, uh the seventy second pubic. Yes, I don't know. I think there was a seventy second birthday party. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Weird birthday parties in the commune. Um, very bad relationship stuff early on in the in the movie. What do you mean with bad? Her and, between her and him, bad? their uncomfortable relationship. They paint him. I mean, as far as just very binary kind of. She's the she's the unappreciated woman. He's the indi- well, okay. indifferent, noncommittal boyfriend. I think it works. I, I think she is. I think she's a challenge. Like at the, yeah, you know, obviously they have a relationship, but she, he is, she's tough, and he, his friends want, and she, he kind of wants to dump her too. But then, and he's thinking about it. But when she goes through a horrible thing, and he can't really do it, um, yeah. I mean, I think that all that stuff kind of works. It, it feels like, obviously, a relationship that is on fumes, um, and she knows it, even though she 
she's trying to stave it off um, by going on that trip with him. How'd that work out? It goes well. Um, they do How'd drugs. that work out for him? They do drugs, and it doesn't go well for that. There is a some f- very fine tick humor in this movie. Yeah. That's kind of fun. You don't hear a lot of tick humor. No, except from... Um, Patrick uh, Warburton. Or Peter... Sarah and I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They recast that, though, recently. No, they canceled it. No, they recast it. Ed Asner now is the tick, so that's going to be good. Um, the uh, original title for this film was Head Hugs. <laughs> yeah, so the the Swedish uh, characters in this film have a very intimate way of greeting each other. Yeah, those are men. They hold each and other's heads. They oh. yeah, they hold each other's heads, or they like really like just spend a lot of time looking into each other's eyes. That's when I would leave. As soon as that starts, oh my start, God, starts yeah. happening, I would be like, I, I understand other cultures, but I already know that they're murdering people here if they're doing that. I'm out. The murder is one of the least offensive things they do to people. (laughs) You know what's funny, too, is the... there are some really cute little moments early on where uh, they're ingratiated into this new culture Mm -hmm. where everything is a complete red flag and nobody does a damn thing about it. Okay, so let's see. Even something innocuous like, oh, you want to... There's... They're walking in the field and there's uh, some some things hanging by like clothesline. Hmm. And the girl that's taking them on the tour says, "Oh, this is a neat little story." Oh, here. like a little mosaic. Yeah, yeah. And it's a uh, it starts off nice, and then it shows a woman getting her clitoris cut out. <laughs> what is that? What it was? I couldn't tell if it's just she's just doing a bad shaving job. Oh well, I'm going to assume that they. I think any time that you take the time to uh, stitch uh, a close up of a vagina on a mural. It's time to tap out. It's it's this time to go home. I think. Well, there's a later scene in the movie where the wallpaper is insanely amazing. <laughs> Nobody's not strange in this town. No, and they're all there. And, and yeah, I remember. This reminds me of when we went to like Washington D.C. for spring break. It was just a bad idea. Like we should have gone somewhere fun, but we went to D.C. and went to the museums. Like they should have the first day at this place. After the first day, they should have been like, I think we've had enough with the festival. I, I would see. Let's go. I, I loved my school tour of D.C. Because I remember. Were you on spring break? No. We went and hmm. uh, they're like, okay, so college? this is where Mr. T was introduced to his cab. Here's where Max Gale was first introduced to Mr. T. <laughs> oh, join me over here where we interact with <laughs> Gary Busey. Just learning how to drive a cab. <laughs> Let me zoom in real quick. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go to, on the Washington, D.C. trip. I got in trouble. <laughs> what, zoom back out. What, what happened? I, one of many things could have happened. <laughs> you, you can't remember? I think it may have been when... <laughs> actually, I would, have won, I would have won a legal case in this matter, but I had one of my teachers telling me she wanted to kill me. Why? Because I questioned a lot of the shit she was saying. And she said she wanted to kill you. She says, "I, she says, I would." I says, "I want to kill you." She said that in the classroom, <laughs> and I was incredulous. I said, "You can't do that." And it, apparently, she could say that. How old were you? This was in seventh or eighth grade. Uh, when I was in middle school, did I ever tell you this story? You I got, was. Uh, you got hate fucked. I was in PE class, and I was talking, and my PE teacher told me to be quiet. But you're a kid. And I kept talking, so my teacher pulled me out of line and yanked me out of line, and I tripped. Like she tried to pull me out of line to, you know, 
get me in trouble when I tripped and I slid on my face. She like damaged me. Brawling cell block 99. And uh, she was horrified, but my parents were so pissed. Um, but I, for, you know, we, I forgave her. I felt bad because she was Mrs. Mrs. Sheridan. If you want to look her up, I had mine was. Uh, oh God, what was her name? Shit, she was Miss McPherson. She she never touched me again. That goddamn asshole. <laughs> I taught her a lesson by uh, sliding on my face. <laughs> Jesus, I got to talk all I want in PD after that. You know, yeah, man, it's perfect. Um, anyway. Have you ever been on a trip like this where things start to go weird? Like it starts to feel weird? Yeah, I went you... to Victor Salva's house one night. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't leave. You're just like these dumb characters. You don't leave. I'm and sure. And actually, these characters didn't know this was going to be weird. You knew it was going to be strange. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, you went to his house, but this is before you knew he was a child molester? Nope, knew that. <laughs> I was intrigued. <laughs> I've been to, I mean, I consider almost everything I do to be a recipe for weird. But have you ever gone on a trip where things start to go weird and you're like, oh, it's time to clear out? I think that's part of it is it's embarrassing to leave. Like, if you're on a trip and you took the effort to go there and things start to be odd, you, you, it's, embarrass, it's embarrassing to leave. You don't want to be rude. And I think that's, I think they say sometimes that kills you because you don't want to be rude. I went to a sleepover once where they decided to go out and rob people's houses. That was weird. And you went along? No. No. I went up and smelled his sister's underwear. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate zoom. (laughs) What are you talking about? When was this? Oh, around the same time. Friday. (laughs) So (laughs) this this was the same night? Uh, No. Well, all I remember is the guys, they went out. Larceny was in the air. They snuck out to go break into houses. Yes. And I was mortified. Of course. And I had a crush on his older sister. Okay. And so I went up and smelled her underwear while she was wearing them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. No, I don't don't remember the I didn't really. Do you think? I didn't really do that. Do you think? I I, I dreamt. But I I, I basically, I I, I was stayed at at the house in the basement wherever, all by myself, Mm -hmm. and fantasized about his sister. That's what I remember. As they were robbing houses? Did they actually do it? They did. They did. How did they rob? How how old were they? I'm saying this was like seventh, eighth grade. Robbed houses? They would break into neighbors. They would go into people's houses. And they said, Sean? No, no, no. This is a guy I don't, I'm not a friends with anymore. But although, I'm friends on Facebook with his sister. <laughs> is she older than you? She is. She still? No. Still a crush? No. No. A little bit? No. Tiny? Too bad. Still carry that torch? You know, another, I went on another trip where they, they, they tried to get me to go to church with them the next day. And that didn't sail. Did you go? No. I remember one time. My, my parents f- come get me. Usually people beg for their parents to come get them when something traumatic happens. I remember one time my friend and I, this has nothing to do with the movie, but kind of, we, I grew up in Illinois and we took the, uh, after, I think after high school, we graduated, I think we, or we took the Amtrak up to Chicago and a friend of ours that I had met, this girl picked us up and took us to these cool spots in Chicago, got her car towed. So then we missed the Amtrak going back. We're supposed to go back that that day. We missed it because she got her car towed. We had to stay at her house. Her parents were fucking pissed. Like because she lied, she didn't tell them that she was going to do this. We we didn't know where to go. We stayed at her house. They made us go to church the next day. 
with them. The ultimate punishment. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend is a, he's a Mennonite. (laughs) (laughs) And so he he makes deodorant. He, uh, I mean, he was, he was so confused by the church, by church. And he was, he's petrified that he's going to do something wrong. I was like, we already did something wrong. We fucked up huge. It doesn't matter what we do here. Uh, we thought we were going to stay there and watch TV while they were in church. That didn't fly for some reason. Um, anyway, so, Midsummer. there's some dumbass rituals in this movie. And you know what I'm reminded of now that I think about it? This is really kind of a weird side zoom. The whole thing is so far. Remember, is it remember it? Kingpin. Or is it? <laughs> well, that has. Or a, is it Big Lebowski? That has it's Big Lebowski. Yeah. Where the Amish. neighbor landlord makes him go watch his interpretive dance. Do you remember that scene? That he's got the landlord, and he and he keeps begging him to go watch his interpretive dance. This is an, this is Lebowski. Lebowski. Okay. And so Lebowski goes and watches his one man show, and he's playing music, and he's in tights, and he's doing this awful, weird, awkward dance. Right. That's what this shit reminded me of. Yeah. Where, basically. It's so random. Of course, we find out later that a lot of this stuff is reactionary to the, the torment of other people mm-hmm. or the sex of other people or the... Oh, just it's it's jacked. Right. Could you imagine how fucked up the auditions must have been for this? Well, a lot of the actors are... Uh, they're, a lot of the actors are not American. I think the only person that's American is uh, the guy from The Good Place. But Will they Poulter? Sound, no, the Jackson. Whatever. Is he American, Will Poulter? No, no, he's British. Good God. But they all sound pretty... Their accents are pretty great. They, they sound American. Um, it's not hard. It must not be. It's not. Just basically take all the nuance and, and cleverness out of your voice. <laughs> this was originally going to be a T.J. Miller vehicle. Did you know that? You're joking. <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> uh so about an hour into the movie, yeah, um, we find out what happens on your seventy second birthday. Is that when the movie got great for you? I know you were giddy during that part. I was giddy. Uh, the buildup is incredible. You know exactly what's going to happen. You just don't know how it's going to look, right? And I was not. Imp- I was not let down. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a first. Uh, they they so they're there for a nine day I think it's like a nine day ceremony which I mean that's right there I wouldn't go yeah. but um, but in the the first big uh, for real ceremony uh, they're thinking it's gonna be like Bonnaroo I think the first event which you think yeah you think maybe uh, they were gonna have a little sing along or something they don't <laughs> <laughs> and they have instead a <laughs> Uh, I guess what you call it, cliff diving? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> a ritual that there's no water One of around. my favorite <laughs> moments is um, there's a group of people standing waiting for something. That's and there's a guy with a giant mallet. A giant wooden mallet. <laughs> that you know they're going to use. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this might be a... That might be your first clue to GTFO. Right? I mean, right. there's a dude standing there smiling with a mallet. Well, he did take. He said he did take inspiration from the comedian Gallagher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for that whole scene. <laughs> yeah, that's why the people in the front row. Of the well, actually, were Gallagher's all in, brother. <laughs> that's right. We're all in uh, rain. <laughs> what did they used to wear? Rain <laughs> ponchos. Ponchos at his like a guar concert. His concert. Yeah, uh, that's what you should do. That's what some of the some of the journalists should ask Ari Aster. It's like, was, is there a heavy Gallagher influence 
in this or Gallagher's brother? He's like Liam or Noah? Or no. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, fucking. Well, so yeah, the you don't bit, like you don't like rituals anyway. I well, I do. I hate rituals. Yeah. I think rituals are the worst. Right there, you go. But so there's does, a reason. This movie might also agree with you. Rituals were. Th- this is two movies in a row where he's had fucked up rituals. So maybe not. That's he true. may find a lot of horror in that. You know what? The funny thing is the movie The Ritual, yeah. which you suggested. I kind of like it. Yeah, watch it on Netflix, which I like too. It stars my boy. What's his name? Spall. Rafe Spall. Rafe Spall. He. Rafe Spall looked like the like his his it, twin was, is in this movie. Yeah, the brother, the brother of the. Yeah, yeah. It's not really his brother. He says that they met at a younger age or whatever. Oh, they weren't real brothers. Yeah. Well, Remember, he his family all. His family burned alive, yeah. That's he he says said. it like six times. Um, yeah, so the the centerpiece of the movie where it really kind of kicks into a, a real real jubilant comedy is that scene where two elders uh, in the village... Uh, yeah, the village has a policy that it's like they, they group ages. It's like from birth to 16 or something, and then right. 16 to 32, 32 to 56, and then 56 to 72. And, the, and they, so they group these ages, but that's, and I think 56 to 72 is like retirement. You're a mentor. Men, you're a mentor. And then 72, they said, what happens after 72? And the guy said, he, he, he does he the throat died. cutting. Um, like a joke. But, yeah, but it wasn't. Not a joke. Uh, yeah. And uh, although. The, some of the people in the village looked a little older than 72. Maybe they just pick. Well, on that diet, who knows? Who knows how quick? These guys are eating pubes and fruits and shit. Fuck, who knows how old you really are? I was surprised that some of the victims weren't baked into those pies. I thought that was going to be a thing, and it wasn't. No, no, they, they have standards. They're not yeah. cannibals. You're right. Pube cannibals, which was the other name that they were going to use for the <laughs> film. Uh, but there's already a title with that. Um but yeah, so these older folks do they 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 get a weird walk to the table. They sit at the table weird. They eat weird. Mm-hmm. They do weird shit, and then they are taken to a mountain. <laughs> the thing I love about that scene is the way it, the, the way it's shot. That it's it's not it's just matter of fact the way that it's done. Right. Because there's there would be an impulse for some filmmakers to make it look really cool. Mm. Or to have like a really funky angle, or to have the camera moving and all that. This does the the way worse thing, and just letting you see it unfold in real time. It's pretty good. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's gonna be yeah. That's gonna be that scene's gonna be the one that people I think take away from this film. If there's gonna be like a scene that's this this film's remembered for. It's gonna be that one. I think. Um, and just like Hereditary, this I think the scene that people remember is the decapitation. <laughs> Uh, this this will be that. He's good with gore. This Ari Aster. Yeah, there is definitely an irreversible esque element mm-hmm. to that. It's and tough to see some faces just implode. It's tough to see that. It's for some reason it's worse when it's old people. You think so? Yeah, because I, you think about how brittle they are already. I mean, these are right. you know you hear about old people who will b- break their hips, you know, lifting their espresso cup or some shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it just seems even that much more painful. Yeah. Luckily. Uh, it ends really quick for the guy. <laughs> a little tribute to uh, Frozen, the movie Frozen. I not, don't think it is. Not the Disney movie. I don't think it's a It's a, a little tribute, I, I think. A little uh, tip of the hat. Ari Aster's like, yeah, I'm a big Adam Green guy. Yeah. Yeah. A little tip. Yeah. Well, I thought whenever the coyote, the coyotes came and ate the guy. Wolves. Was it wolves? Yeah, it was yeah. wolves, yeah. Not coyotes? Coyotes, no. Wolves. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. 
Yeah, those snow coyotes? Yeah, maybe not. So he doesn't make it. <laughs> they really let you know that they don't make that it. That woman looked like Cherry Jones. She did. A lot. Mm-hmm. And then she just looked like cherry pie on the ground. <laughs> they, I thought it was rude when they didn't check her pulse. Oh, they checked her pulse. It was all over the place. <laughs> anyway. Do you think that mallet's going to get nominated? <laughs> um, Took some turns with the mallet, too. That was a surprise. Yeah. It was kind of like... um. You think that was? I think I'm going to play a song at the end of this podcast called Mallet. A little night six tune. Do you think that inside baseball? That's nice. Do you think it was a tribute? That was a tribute to the original Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Ari Aster. I'm sure he'd tell you. I think so. So that meant not only that's kind of neat because they were invincible during that. Oh yeah, they couldn't be killed when they had the mallet swinging. Yeah, there were barrels all over the place. Oh my god, rolling. Yeah, and there was a. Jumping over <laughs> barrels and, and occasionally fire chasing them around. Mm-hmm. My favorite was when the head of the commune jumped up and down at the top, and all the uh, all the levels kind of went askew. <laughs> was that in Midsummer? <laughs> I love I love the the British folks' reaction to that because that's the way that the people react to this horrifying moment is very different. There's either silent fear, there's nausea, and the British guy keeps telling them that it's fucked. That guy was great. That's a good performance. You see his little wee-wee later on. You do? Oh, yeah. Because he's hanging naked? Yeah, he's got his dick out. I didn't notice, but I noticed the other prominent... There's a lot of penis and vagina in this movie. Equal opportunity. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, Yeah, so what happens is after this horrific thing happens in the... And the you know the the commune crowd, the people in the audience that are you know, that are citizens of this commune, were very happy that it happened. This horrible thing, and there's a there's a tourist, a British guy, very tall by the way, zoom in. Okay, um, was saying this. He, what was it, what was he saying? He was just like that's it's, fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, it's fucked. It's I don't care. It's fucked. And they're trying to explain to him that it's um, this their way of life, and he's like I don't I don't care. It's fucked. I want to leave. That is a very realistic reaction, I think. Um, and I think that they do try to leave. And it doesn't. It doesn't go well. I think I couldn't tell. Were they okay? Well, we don't know what happens to the girl. Yes, we do. We see her in a wheelbarrow later. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh, how'd she do? You, you didn't hear her her hor- horrified scream <laughs> off camera. Oh, that um, was that was Ari Aster telling you uh, that in a subtle way she's dead. Oh, she's no more. Okay. Yeah. There is a great line of dialogue in this film made even greater by the fact it's in subtitles. Do you okay. happen to know what that line is? No. Put your disgusting dick away. <laughs> well, it's because Will Poulter is uh, he has to wee-wee and he decides to um, take a piss on the, the ancestral tree. Ancestral tree, which is a huge no-no in a movie like this. Totally fucking Ferngully Avatar. But that's not that's uh, he's already marked for death, and that doesn't help. That seems a bit forced, but I love it that he's peeing on that. Yeah, it's so. I mean, well, then his then this guy wants to just kill him, and he go and is looking at him. He's like, that guy looks like he's. Well, Poulter's great in this because he comments on the obvious. Yep, he's like uh, he says everything's weird all the time. (laughs) Your favorite line. My favorite line in it is there's a scene when the this we don't see them until he says it. Right, but they're yeah, and he he's sitting at a table and these I guess 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these women are, uh, these girls are picking flowers and walking backwards, and he says something to the effect of, does someone want to tell those girls they're walking fucking weird? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, we were in like the greatest, I mean, we've been ruining this movie, but uh, hopefully people, well, first of all, don't have the widest audience <laughs> for our podcast, but second, maybe people will uh, watch this one before they listen to our show. Uh, what's our actress's name? Florence Nighting? What's her? Florence Pugh. Yeah. Very good in, uh, if I recommend, and it's a movie, it's a show that you should watch. You own it. Little Drummer Girl. You would like it. I want to watch it. Yeah. And uh, she's very good in that. And then she's in, um, what's the wrestling movie you brought up earlier? Fighting With My Family. Yeah. Well, she's supposed to be good in that. I didn't see it. She's cute in that movie. Fighting With My Family? Yeah. She's a pretty pretty actress. but They give her the worst puffy butt pants in this movie. Zoom in. I mean, seriously, she she is a brave actress for wearing those puffy ass. Well, she's a depressed... That's the thing is her character is is going through some psychological trauma. She's, in, she's grief-stricken, and she is very sad. And then when you get sad, sometimes you wear... Puffy ass buffs. Yes. Here's where she earned the right to not survive okay the the uh, guy that's there doing his thesis from the good place yes has sleeping pills right and she asks him if she can borrow one oh and she devours them you can't borrow it that's not borrowing yeah but it's something people do say no can yes I, can I have a sli- can I have one of your sleeping pills can I bum a sleeping pill off of you well puffy bum pants I'm saying. Hold on, let me see what else is Florence Pugh is in that I that I saw. Oh, she's in Lady Macbeth, which is supposed to be really good. I didn't see that. Yeah, it sounds dumb. That's kind of what made her, I think, into something. Like people pay attention to that. Oh, The Outlaw King. Did you watch that? No. Hmm. Talking about Chris uh, Pine. Yeah, that's no. pretty good. You know, it's dumb. She's in the commuter. Heard he does a good uh, British accent or whatever Scottish accent. Chris Pine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His beard. Zoom in. Um, Will Poulter uh, ceases to be in the movie, and we discover in a great way. <laughs> That's yeah. a cool scene. I wonder if they filmed his death because I I think some of the some of the I wonder if they did film his death scene. I would have liked to see that. There's a few things that die off screen. The bear. Uh, most people die off screen. It seems sort of. Well, maybe not. Yeah, most people do. Yep. Um, the least, old people. At least three. <laughs> they did not. The her parents. Mm. Her sister. I, I miss I miss Will Poulter when he wasn't in it anymore. I knew he was. Well, know, you get to see him again. I knew he was done, but I I knew he wasn't going to make it to the end of the movie. But I still missed him. What do you think of um, old Mopface? I that you know they used <clears throat> that that was one of the images they used to advertise this film. The close up of that face. Not um, the not the disfigured guy. Okay, who's mop? The oh. guy with the mop ha- hat on. Oh, at the end. No, I I didn't know that was going to be the disfigured guy. Is a weird thing. That's very strange. But they use that uh, in the trailer, and they use that I think as some still shots to advertise this. And that character's not in. I thought that character would be a main presence in this film, and it really he really is not. He's in it for very few times. Um, I think his name was like Rolf or something. Uh, Ruben, Ruben, yeah, yeah, sounds like a, a perfect name. Thank for you for helping me because I wrote the word Ruben with an exclamation mark, and I don't remember what it was, but it's definitely Ruben. Rolf is from the Muppets, right? Same thing. I mean, it's basically like the Muppets. 
You know what this? Do you know what the Perry Bible Fellowship is? I do. This movie reminds me of a, str- a strip from that. Fair enough. I mean, I think even Hereditary you could do that a little bit with. There's an element of just something. Does that guy still do that? Because it is. It was fantastic when it was. I don't think going. so. Yeah, I, I go on his Twitter and he'll put things up from time to time. That something are strange. Growing. Yeah, of course. Well, that I think the 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 thing about those comics they're they're funny but they're also just super disturbing and that's what that's what this movie is i mean it makes you it makes you laugh and feel bad about it too and although they're not uncomfortable laughs for this This, i'm laughing because it's it's just outrageously great some of the fucked up shit let me zoom in Mm -hmm. thank you gray witten what do you mean gray witten bought me the perry bible fellowship book for holiday of that is very nice it's a nice present it's very thoughtful and very you he thought about that one. I, you know, it's funny. It took a while for me to, for it to warm to me because it, if you just look at a couple of epi- a couple of strips or whatever, I could see how, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but then it, it wins you over. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. I, I, and and it's funny. I thought my daughter would appreciate some of it, and she would, uh, and she did, uh, but I didn't re- I'd forgotten. I, he, I'd lost the book somehow, so I ordered it off of Amazon. And you forgot how in, dark it is? And I just left it on the counter. <laughs> And then she she said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I read it, and I was like, oh, fuck. There's some wacky <laughs> Dark shit. stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, so is when Robert Plant sung about the May Queen in uh, Stairway to Heaven, zoom in, was he, sing, was he singing about this? I don't know much about the May Queen. I don't either, but that the, I think the way they say this, the, they, they advertise this movie is there's a competition to become the May Queen that, that centers on this competition and it doesn't ever feel like it's really a competition until very right at the end they're having a competition. Well it doesn't seem like a competition because I think it's fixed. Well it, it also yeah it also seems like she's there's no way she's not going to become this May Queen. They, they reference the May Queen they reference they have photos of the past May Queens. And the poster of the movie is her with the May Queen gear on. Is that, yeah, yeah so you know that's, that's what's going to happen and it certainly does. Um, you, had I, a, you had a good I, joke. Can I zoom in during the movie? Yeah. I didn't realize May Queen Phoenix was in this. That was my joke. That's what I said. Yeah. I, you had a, I zoomed in. Were you going to say it? No. Okay. I thought you forgot it. I was going to say May Queen Almeida from Some of All Fears or Clear and Present Danger. Mm. The Machine is Still on, Moira. I don't know. That guy. That What a what a great character. Actor. I don't know that. Joaquin Almeida. Uh-uh. He's a little Spaniard. Yeah. And he plays a villain in uh, Clear and Present Danger, and there's a, he's having an, uh, an affair with one of Jack Ryan's associates, Moira. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's it go? He, well, he's leaving a vo- there's a there's an answer machine that's mm-hmm. recording him. He goes, "The machine is still on, Moira." Great line, great delivery. That's good. Yeah, I think that's something that everybody will remember. People come to the movie microscope to hear the whereabouts of Joaquin Almeida. Where is he? He's so small. He's yeah. like a, you see him next to Harrison Ford. And he's just a tiny little jumper. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Is he in the movie? Oh. Um, I had an idea of how this movie could have ended perfectly. Okay. Um, obviously at the end there's only a few people left from our our heroes. When I say a few, I mean less than two. Um. I, and then that you see that you see all the ceremonies and shit going on. I thought it'd be nice if it pulls back and you realize this is Epcot. <laughs> that would be good. What do you think of the connection to Hereditary? Because there's also like a ton of ritualistic shit in that movie. 
Right. He's got. Do you think? What do you think? Well, Hereditary has more supernatural. But but it does. But it is. It is still ritualistic, and there is still like. Yeah, you're right. There's other stuff going on, but there's a lot of weird symbols in that too. And yeah. Well, and and uh, things don't end well for people in that too. Yeah, Gabriel Bernda does okay. The um. The uh, yeah, the the little weird. There's a little tip to the hat of, uh, to him in this at the end. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Byrne. No, when they lit every... the torch onto the carriage. Uh huh. It's a reference to his character in Hereditary. There's a there's a scene later on that's more of a nod, where oh. it, like six people burn alive. No, but it was the, that Arias said the torch was the one that uh, oh. was the okay. <laughs> that was actually a reference to Backdraft. Oh, the. The very, very end. He said, no, I'm a big fan of Torch Song Trilogy. And he said, my two main influence uh, influences uh, for this one uh, was The Magnificent Ambersons. And a game and, of Rum Cub I played once. <laughs> and, and, and the sequel to Backdraft that I saw an early <laughs> copy of. <laughs> um, all right, so. Matt, okay, so you're, you're at a Starbucks in, in L.A., Yes. And Ari Aster's in the corner with his computer typing away furiously. Right. Uh, and you go over and say, hey, man, what are you, a screenwriter? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, okay. And then you, then they go and look behind it, and he's uh, he's playing Words with Friends. <laughs> he's not even he's – like, he's got writer's block. Oh, there's um, a bunch of blocks in that game. Well, okay, so let's, let's, try, to, let's try to create his third film because he – He's got hereditary. He's got this mid midsummer. How do you say? Wow, it? you really. F- How do you say it? Midsummer. I'm going to say midsummer. But it has an A R at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, midsummer. Okay. But what could be this third film? Like you know, what I'm saying it's what what were some elements that he could he use? might do a weird one next. <laughs> um. So he did his breakup movie, right? He did his family drama. Yep. <coughs> Maybe What's a coming the... of age. Okay. I don't know. He should do the new Batman. Wonder if he'll sell out. Wonder if he'll he'll get like a studio movie. Like I don't think he one. will. Oh, I think you will. His Marvel stuff... Marvel will tap him. Oh for yeah, something. definitely. Yeah. yeah. He'll do the he'll do the Morbius film or the. Uh... Yeah, he could do one of the weirder ones. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that guy. I think that guy's going to stay the course because I bet you he makes a fine living. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's in a kind of a league of his own. He's like in his own little niche. I, I bet you he can keep pulling these off. The problem is, I think that if he keeps doing horror, they're gonna he's gonna not want to be repeating himself. So it's going to be hard to keep doing weird ass horror and coming up with new things to do. Uh, nihilistic horror. You got to get out of that. You got to shake that off. You got to do something new. Um, There's not a lot of examples of that working. For example, what do you mean? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, you find out, I mean, obviously Sam Raimi was able to parlay that into Mm -hmm. very large works. Right. You think about uh, Peter Jackson had a few successes. A little bit. Um, but but if you go into the darker, deeper, dirtier people, mm-hmm. Alexander Aja, he still makes movies though. But he doesn't. He hasn't sold out. 
Eli right. Roth was never that good, and he, you know, it, when he tries to sell out, it fails miserably. Um, who else? Did the House of the Clock and Walls fail? It had to have. I think it did okay. There's, it's a beloved film, beloved family film. Um, Remember Jack Black? God, what happened? That guy he, used to be clockwork. He was in a uh, Jumanji. He's going to be in the sequel. He's he's doing well. He's a, he's on a career. He's uh, good in kids uptick. films like Goosebumps or whatever. But, it, yeah. but the Jack Black that he hasn't he's, done anything interesting. He's no longer like carrying films. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, he's he's no longer uh, somebody that when you see them you're happy. I like. I still like him. I still like Tenacious D. I still listen to some Tenacious D. Yeah, a little I'm bit. sure you do. I think he's he's got a great voice. He's funny. I don't follow him on the, the social media. Should I? Yeah. He used to be something else. You used to love him? Yep. What happened? I don't know. Oh, Oliver's Travels or whatever? Oh, my God. I forgot about that fucking abortion. I hate that story already. I don't need him in it. I think King Kong. He's not... Is he bad in it? He's bad in it. I remember liking bits of King Kong. There, No, there are some good stuff. All the stuff with the dinosaurs and the King Kong are great. I like. I just remember even liking Naomi Watson. That. Am I wrong? Is she bad or something? She's not bad, but it's... it's it's a lot. It's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed uh, elements of this movie. It's it's one of those you can't say I had a good time. You can't say it's something I'd want to watch again anytime soon. It's it's a bear. But I I respect it. I appreciate it. And it could have been. I see. I haven't seen the Green Inferno, but I think. You're, at least you're dealing with a filmmaker who's got something interesting going on. Yeah, I mean, Green Inferno's. It's I saw some some of that. It's a similar idea where, but you know, they're fucked from the get. They don't realize they realize right away that they're fucked in that. I think um, that they're and you know, I'm sure it's gross. I'm sure the Green Inferno is a little is grosser. You know, um, it, at least has more instances of gore because this does have some gross, really gross shit in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eli Roth is, I think, kind of a hack a little bit. I mean, I have well, to... Well, he's no Rob Zombie. Because I, I can find elements to like... I think Rob Zombie's kind of a hack. I was joking. He's more of a hack. <laughs> um, I kind of find elements to like in Cabin Fever a little bit, but... No. I You know what movie really sold me on the fact that he sucks is uh, the Keanu Reeves one. Knock, knock. Yeah, it's just, it's just dreadful so bad and um, I just don't think he has a lot to say so the, of the guys that are doing horror right now I guess the ones that are most interesting is this guy for this sure. guy and then uh, Mike uh, uh, Gerald's game guy doing Dr. Oh, Sleep Mike Finnegan Mike Flanagan Flanagan, Flanagan. Flanagan. Wait, and, and yeah. the guy that did The Witch which you don't like but he who's that guy oh and the woman that did The Babadook Gen- no yeah Jennifer no she has a new movie out that's supposed to be fucking great. It's coming out. It, it would be her first. That's great. The Babadook's not bad. Fuck it's the Babadook. The ba- but the Babadook is more of a like it's almost like a. It's like James a, Wan's another one who kind of got out and de- did it and pulled depressed, it off. Uh, depressed parent movie. But um, let me see here. Uh, what is what's the one? Who's the guy that did The Witch? You don't like him either, but I didn't like that movie. I don't know him. I don't have a. I'm not gonna wish hate on his family or anything. I don't know him, dude. Um, Robert Egg- Eggers? What yeah. are he doing next? Yeah. Oh, he's doing The Witch too. I'm are you kidding? kidding? No, he's not. 
Do you know that was the original title of that? Hmm? Wichita. Oh. I think it's a movie called The Lighthouse or something. No, yeah, The Lighthouse is coming out. Oh, yeah, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I think it's more of a gothic horror type thing. Tired Although Witch is kind of like that, I guess. I thought The Witch was good. You don't, you really didn't like it. I huh? really did not like it. I wonder why. Witch is similar to this in some ways. I think The Witch is like almost... No, the the one that was on... The one with What's-His-Face from... Uh, uh, the Apostle is more like this. I didn't see The Apostle. Okay, well, it's Robert Duvall and a uh, uh, different Apostle. Um, <laughs> did yeah. you like that movie? Robert Duvall's great. No, the... Oh, I, in, uh, somewhat. Dan Stevens, that's right. Yeah. It's somewhat. All right, so let's... You want to play our little... Yeah, let's play our game. Well, you didn't tell me. I mean, not, not that this is a review show or anything, but did you... I liked it too. I mean, I, I like I said, I think Hereditary is a, like an incredible movie. I think this movie is good, and there's some great stuff in it. I just think it, it's derivative, where I don't feel Hereditary is. And I, I can't knock stuff that's derivative. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, there's so much stuff I like that is, but well, you, I feel this is really like it, on the nose. This feels like the, f- the debut feature, and Hereditary feels yeah. like this, especially since you've got real actors giving real I mean, I'm no shit. In Hereditary. This movie has so much in common. It's not a joke. has so much in common with 2001 Maniacs. It is, that's so funny that it has so much in common with that movie, because I wonder if he's even seen that. I bet if you watch that now, I'd be like, they, they one-up me. 15 years is that Herschel Gordon Lewis who Herschel Gordon Lewis did the original I don't know but it, I, I think he did yeah and I think they even did like a sequel to it like a yes. sequel to a sh- the shitty remake or whatever um, actually I think somebody I like was involved in those films I would not be you know what it is hmm. I think I think everything just fucking came full circle remember I told you about my friend Tim Sullivan yeah I think that's him oh Tim Sullivan from the Jeepers Creepers podcast I think he's the one who did Blood so- uh, Is it? Did he direct it or something? I'm looking. Um, I'm yes, gonna... he wrote it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 2001 Maniacs, and then I'm going to put in uh, Midsummer and see if anybody else realizes this connection from the first, the first amazing person. Um, let me see if anybody's talking. Let's see if anybody's buzzing about this one on Twitter. Um, no one's making that connection yet. It could just be me. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look in Twitter. Go ahead, you, you start our thing because I gotta. I gotta. All right, so this. the little game that we like to play is we kind of. Uh, well, first of all, distill this movie to one one moment, one image. Is it hands on an ash ass pushing sex into a woman? Is I mean, it? I've seen that done before. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it somebody making herbal tea? Is it what is? Is it? I think for me, mm-hmm. it might be a slightly different looking Will Poulter. Well, he, he did. Look, we mentioned this off air. He's got a weird walk in this. Watch out for his weird walk. Um, it looked like he sprained his thought. His uh, some some kind of. His what do they call that? His um, leg. His leg strings. What is the tech? What's the medical term for that? It's leg strings, right? Yeah, yeah. Tendons. Um, no, I think okay. that's it. Right. Um, I mean, what's the most? What's the what? What's the what's the clip that 
that I yank out of this to, to, to put in a time capsule because that, that's what it's going to be remembered for. I'd say the result of a rock hitting a smashing a face. Okay. Is, that's a big one for okay. me. Okay. And then. What about you? I, I think it really is that mask, the Will Poulter mask. Really? Yeah. That's very chainsaw. It's very Texas chainsaw, though. Okay. I don't. Yeah. You just said this film's derivative. Um, let me think here. You know, I you, you could do any of the any of the cute art. There's a lot of cute art in this. Mm-hmm. Like you pointed that out, but the, it's cute. And there's one later and later in the film. Little guys, little peepees are pointing towards the middle. Little guys, peepees. Yeah. I wonder if is this because there was art in Hereditary too, right? There's some art like there was tiny houses, but there's other there's drawings too. I wonder if that's the same artist because it kind of reminded me of like horrifically cute art. Let's say. Everybody's talking about this connection between Midsummer and 2001 and Maniacs. Everybody. If you were to... Am I wrong? Let's say, you know, it's time. Uh, you, you've been given the budget to approve your uh, your your franchise concept for Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could take the form of a restaurant. It could take the form of a, a theme park attraction. Mm. It could take the form of an art installation. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Where would you go? I mean, there are some obvious ones that could happen, right? Like what? What are some obvious? Well, ones? I mean, you could have you can have a, a, a like a, a commune, like a little escape commune, right? Or you can have uh, a pubic hair restaurant. Well, I mean, like most, yeah. Where would you go? What would I do? Like, how would I? How mm-hmm. would I? How would I license this? Mm-hmm. Well, you said something early on during the movie. You don't. You're not remembering that made me laugh. It was oh. like. Uh, you said that the imagine the slot machine they make from this oh my movie because <laughs> they'll do like they do license <laughs> movies for slot machines. That yeah. would be a great to walk in one day to a casino and see that they had a midsummer yeah. slot machine. Oh my god! Yeah, I just yeah. got I just I just got six geriatric vaginas in a row. <laughs> Payout. Uh, let me see. You've here. won the hollowed out bear. Yeah, you know, they they you know I thought this movie was gonna have a lot more eating in it. It, it, they they did serve dinner, but there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of food gross out. Like you think that there was going to be some close ups of people eating some weird shit, and that, that doesn't happen in this. Ari Aster was like none of that in this movie. We don't need to zoom in on the food here. Okay, we'll zoom in on the strangeness surrounding <laughs> the food. No shortage. Yeah. I mean, I would start. Maybe I could start a. Uh, I'm a, like a place you could go, a park we could go, and you could pick, you could walk backwards and pick things up. <laughs> you know, that I think that's fun. Like just a not prohibited at current parks, by the way. No, but I you have to like let's say this is a park where you know if people walking backwards and picking things up would, would be like that's where they could gather. And as soon as you start doing you know walking frontwards, you get penalized somehow. Um, how how could they penalize you? Um, you have to watch this. They um, give you drugs. Uh, they had a lot of drugs in it. A lot of drug uses in yeah. this movie. Did you? I saw you frowning every time someone would consume some kind of uh, foreign substance. I saw you frown like you couldn't believe. You're like, oh, drugs. Oh God, and I get drugs. I saw you just kind of being a dad, really frowning on the drug really? usage in this one. I mean, yeah. I'm not a big fan of drug use. And then when they cuss, you wince. I saw that too. Yeah. But I, I I don't think you could see me frowning because I couldn't see what I was writing. But then during the um, weird ritual uh, 
you know, orgy scene, you you do the standing ovation. <laughs> was the orgy scene weird? <laughs> it wasn't uh, really an orgy, but it it had um it had home it had like the hallmarks of an orgy, I guess. Yeah, which is another name for the movie. Um, all right. You know, I think it, I, in a deleted scene would have been nice if he got up after he uh, had sex with the virgin and then high fived all those women. Yeah. I think in it, that would have uh, been... But he high-fived their boobies. <laughs> you do like a running high-five and like a woohoo. Yeah. And then, hey, when can we do this again? Like that kind of thing instead of uh, leap, fleeing in naked horror. He's sort of like a... Uh, a naked terror. He's sort of like a, a praying mantis male in this movie. Because hmm. once he does the deed, he's no longer needed. I know. Yeah. They use at least once. they treat him well. He doesn't... That's actually one of my favorite parts is the silent his he's silent for the remainder of the film but he gets to experience things in silence which is kind of funny. Right. So I mean funny is a relative term. I would have uh I would do a really ornate carriage ride. Oh, where you take a carriage through let's say Universal City Walk or something. Okay. And it's the carriage from this movie. Oh, that's a that's yeah. a pretty one. Yeah. I think people would get into that. Yeah, yeah. May Queen, you know, somebody gets to wear a little feather, ha- a little flowered cap with mm-hmm. it with an opening and shutting uh, mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, weird shit. You know what I could? You know, what I here's here's what the restaurant you could do. You could have people have a place an outside restaurant where people can dig a hole in the ground, put a bunch of seeds, raw <laughs> meat, and crack an egg over it. Fucking weird. Bury it, and then that could be like you know have like a little maybe stove in there, and cook that up underground. You know what I'm saying? Like it could then it could be like a, instead of a a, a gift to the spirits. Mm-hmm. And they did talk about, remember in this, they did talk about the dark spirits and the yeah. black ones sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then there could be like a little Korean barbecue place or something. Yeah. You know? What, ha- what, what grows if you bury a leg upside down? It's a good question. Yeah. That um, was the first sign. He may not be all right. Um, <laughs> So leg sticking out, like why not just stick a leg out of the out of the ground? Because you know, for 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 a place that has rituals that kind of you're like, okay, well, this is like a a, a suicide pack when you get old. This is a weird like, uh, you know, everybody eats at the same time ritual. Uh, dumping like like burying a murdered body's leg up, sticking out of the ground. That's one that where's that tying in? He's like, well, in an interview, Ari asked, he's like, well. I mean, I don't like to admit it, but it's kind of my my payoff to Motel Hell, Farmer Vincent Fritters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I don't mean to brag, but Motel Hell's pretty much inspired this whole film. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that wears a pig mask. I mean, there's a little bit of analogy. is there a pig mask on this? Pig mask? No, sort of. Uh, if, I mean, yeah, man mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. If you if you were a participant in this story, right? Neither of us looks Swedish. We can't be. You're right. We can't be in. We we definitely be a tourist. One of the tourists. Would we be friend? Would we wait? We'd be. They're young. The tourists were pretty young there. Let me see. Who? What could we? Who could we be? I can tell you who we'd be. Yeah. The most ineffective fireman in history. <laughs> the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Visiting the... Uh, there is no urgency to their work. They, 
they have a they have a sinking feeling that maybe all's not right in that house, and they're right. Um, I actually, or I, I here's what I am. This is a they cut the scene out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm an IT person. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not getting responses on these emails, um, and uh, and I'm really worried that there's something wrong. I said, well, it's probably your connection. So let me do a let me do a reverse search on the IP address. Okay, well, I've located the source of the other IP address. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go check and see if there maybe there's a connection problem there. And she never hears from me again. <laughs> here's what I, here's what my character would be. I'd be like a a woodworker, like in Sweden, maybe. I mean, I'd like American, but I live in Sweden. I'd be a woodworker, and I'd do custom i do custom jobs obviously and i got hired to create a mallet and so i'd work hard and i you know really love my work and i'd kiss it i kiss the tip of the mallet i say good luck in your life sweet piece of wood that i crafted and took you know days to do i hope you end up where i think you're going at to a carnival you know how like well the guess you hit the bell and you get a bell and get a prize i'm sure that's why these 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 weird Strange uh, people must be part of some Swedish carnival. I'm sure that's why they're buying this. Good luck. I hear whack-a-mole's coming back. Good luck, sweet mallet. Maybe I even name him. You know, just like I name my work. Yeah. I name him um, or her. I, it could be a him or her. I name him. Um, I'm not creative. I'd name him Woody. Let's, nice. For example. Yeah. I, good luck, sweet Woodrow or something. Yeah. Right. Give him a full name. And hope I hope you're not. Hope I don't, hope I didn't name you Splinter. <laughs> hope you have a long good life. Of mashing down like a like a like a man-made cushion or something, right? Like, like a little thing that uh, some sort of a thing that cheats the uh, yeah. the the mark. I like I would from never allowing want, the carny to go. Would never want any of my of what I'm crafting to hurt anybody. That's right. what I would say. No, the that's the out. thing is that this is not an implement of destruction. This is no, an implement. That's of, what I would say of, to them for sure. Like, don't use this for anything, but like you know, like hitting weird you know carnival shit that's what i'd say or just like if you want to if you want to like just put it up on the walls like a nice decorative thing yeah or he said he's like uh i I have a client um he's paying in cash Mm -hmm. and he he's like uh what will this be used for he's like don't worry about it it's fine he's like it'll be fifty dollars he goes tell you what i'll give you a hundred he's like but I'm I'm gonna need it to be good for smashing old people's heads into oblivion. Well, that's the thing is he would maybe pay by check, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, kiss because I'm like really proud of my crafty work, you know, my crafts, and I'd kiss the check. I'd be like so excited to get paid, and I look at the four thing, and it said it's a forehead smasher. Yeah, anyway, I named it Woody. Yeah, <laughs> that's not its name. And then maybe they go to court and legally change the mallet's name. I don't know where I'm going. No, so, I think, well, I mean, actually the line on the check says for preventing 73rd birthdays. That'd be, what if I, <laughs> if they had a close-up on the mallet and it had like a smiley, I had like put a cute little <laughs> smiley face on it. Yeah. It's an object of fucking terror that I made. I make cursed objects. Actually, it's sort of a... Uh, it's not really. It's sort of a. a, a we, it's like a, a. It's not a weapon of terror. It's like the club on a fishing boat where they have to beat the shark, so it doesn't go through any more pain. Right. So it's sort of a. 
It's not meant to be a, a weapon of hate. No. The rocks are the weapon of hate. When the rocks don't do their job, they have to per, per, you know perform euthanasia. Well, that guy certainly uh, didn't think ahead when he jumped feet first. He <laughs> <laughs> she thought ahead and went head first. He did not. But it, here's the thing about my work is that maybe that is my character, is that everything I make is, unbeknownst to me, used for murder. Right. Yeah. Everything. Uh, I thought that was cool that you had the one mallet that said Brooks was here on it. That was kind of cute. A little homage. Brooks. A little Shawshank. Oh. Um. So speaking of mallet, 